Well, well, welcome. Well, well, welcome. Well, welcome, well, welcome to the Purple Star Podcast. Yes. There's snow on the ground right now. <laughs> there, there ain't no snow on the ground. <laughs> but it is here. Yeah, it's definitely Christmas time. I mean, we saw the peanuts come out on the float on Thanksgiving. Oh, man. And they it, brought their A-game. I'm sorry, but they were waving. Like, you're, I can't, I've never seen any character, any person, anything wave the way they waved. They're very masterful with their wave. But also, they looked super soft and plushy like i just wanted to like lay on them they did they look like those like um novelty pillows that you have to pay 70 bucks for at disney world yeah and if you like move your hand across it you get the handprint oh yeah <laughs> it's like the the perfect bomb for nails on a chalkboard is just running your hand over a soft plush peanuts character yes <laughs> and then of course santa came by and we had our own little run in with santa as well that's right we did so i was like you know let's go to this christmas thing in town here yeah and i think christmas thing is pretty much the only way (laughs) you could describe that that thing more like christmas thing i guess it's kind of a christmas thing i guess yeah Yeah, it's christmasy but they blocked off the entire town yeah so it was like it was like a movie studio backlot like filled it. with vendors selling freaking fake Chanel purses and water weenies. <laughs> and Medieval Times. Oh, uh, yes. And there was a booth for Medieval Times, of course, because if you're going to solicit for Medieval Times, you do it at a Santa <laughs> festival. Everywhere you looked was like those bounce houses and bounce slides. It was yeah. whacked out. It was like and, every- oh, my God. And th- there was like people lightsaber dueling yeah it was a little odd the uh amount of star wars we saw that day the finale was the tree lighting which we realized <laughs> the tree might as well have been like the tree in your backyard everyone was waiting with bated breath to see the tree lighting so everybody standing around it was like Times square like where like it was millions of people it felt like and everyone's waiting for Santa to come. And there's this giant brigade of like fire trucks and <laughs> it was cars. And like, there's like Rudolph was on a, a giant van. Nothing quite made sense, but yet it was all very similar in flavor, just nonstop insanity. <laughs> yeah. So finally, Santa comes and he's hoisted up on this giant. Like whatever it was like, it was it was part of a fire truck. It's what they send them up to shoot like hoses in in high rise buildings. <laughs> yeah, so he goes up all the way, and of course the guy who was like the MC for the night, he's like amping everybody yeah, up. Yeah, you know, it's like Santa. If you want to see Santa like this tree, say hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's ready? And then Santa magically sends like a shock wave to the tree, and it. Friggin' lights up out of nowhere. Okay, I think you're overselling it a bit, because I think he was actually supposed to get to the tree and touch it, but they, like, beat the cue. So the (laughs) the entire tree lights up, but Santa's, like, 25 feet away from it. And they're like, hey, Santa, you did it. You did what? He's, like, all the way over there. He might as well have had a magic wand, though. I mean, if you're a little kid, you you don't know any better. Yeah, and and to be fair, I don't even think they had advertised that Santa was going to be lifted up a crane to do this. They just said (laughs) tree lighting. So this was all a bonus. Yeah, they didn't mention any of that. And the fact that Santa got, like, a bigger pop than, like, Legion of Doom in the 80s (laughs) and, like, Road Warriors, it was insane. (laughs) But I think the oddest part of the whole night was the choice of music yes the theme of the night was star wars 
So, like, when Santa is up there, it feels like they're playing, like, the Imperial March and all the songs from <laughs> Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. Why Duel of the Fates? I mean, don't get us wrong. We're not complaining. It was that was amazing. Yeah, but, but the, the the thing was, it's like you have this traditional fanfare that's like the most popular part of the Star Wars soundtrack, and instead <laughs> you're going with these like aggressively dark songs where somebody's either getting killed or turning bad. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. That brings us to tonight's show, and it's all about music. Mm-hmm. This is our Christmas music show. Yeah, we've done a couple of these before. This is either our third or our fourth. I don't know. Yeah, and we love doing these. These are so much fun. I look forward to this all year long. It's how I get through the spring months. I know you've been whittling away at your list, and like, you know, one week you're like, no, I'm checking this one off, and then you add it back in, and you get a little crazy with it. It's been all I could think about. <laughs> I have to be honest, I made mine in like 12 minutes last night at the last hour. <laughs> yeah, but I will say that your picks are all picks that kind of are very Jay. Yeah, they are. Yours too. Yeah. <laughs> very Matt. Yeah. So this is episode 46 of the Purple Stuff podcast, and we are going to get into Christmas music for 2017. A few new songs for your playlists coming at you. Number one. Christmas, Christmas in Smurfingland. Christmas, Christmas, let's walk hand in hand. Christmas, Christmas, hear the bells chime. The world's full of magic, for it's Christmas time. And that was Christmas in Smurfland by, <laughs> by Father Abraham and the Smurfs, of course, Stop. back in the 1970s. Oh, freaking yes. I can't believe that's your lead-off song. You know what? This is going to be a shit show here tonight, so I'm not even going to give them any like false hope. Christmas ready, in frickin' Smurfland. <laughs> so I take it you had not heard this treasure before I sent it to you. TBH. Never heard this song. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I'm glad I didn't. Oh, don't you say that. Don't you go for that low-hanging fruit. You know you love this one. God. It's awful. It's, it's <laughs> awfully good. It's... <laughs> All right, let's hear what you have to say about this All one. right, so here's here's the situation. I actually can't tell you much of anything about this song. I was Googling it all day, and there's, like, nothing out there. All I can gather is that Father Abraham was this Dutch musician. I don't know if you looked him up, but he kind of looks like a half-goth, extra-skinny Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't really pinpoint it, but that makes sense. So, I mean, I can't believe you actually didn't pick up on why this song is so great. I didn't. It's like having the guy who did Joker's cosmetic surgery singing about Christmas and the Smurfs. Oh, you see what I have to work You'll with here. You'll see what I have to work with here, Brainy. <laughs> you understand that the nerves were completely severed, Mr. Napier. <laughs> Once I add that dimension, what do you got to say about Christmas in Smurfland? It'll bump up like a half a point. So that's 9.5, right? Yeah, it's not enough to <laughs> to make me enjoy it. It was pretty bad. I mean... Bad? Is this officially licensed? Because that's all I'm thinking about when I'm listening to this thing. Like, that's what goes through my head. I'm like, did they get this licensed by the Smurfs or Schleich? Did they have a major lawsuit on their hands here, <laughs> like 30 years later? I just, I mean, who are you? I mean... <laughs> First of all, yes, this was an official song. It came out in the 70s. Remember, the Smurfs have a longer history than than we usually consider. Yeah, they were very popular in, what, France or Germany or something? I think in both. I, I, yeah. there's, like a, there's like a version of the Smurfs in practically every country. Yeah. And this Dutch version is clearly the best of them because of this 
tremendous song. <laughs> well, I can tell you that unrelated, when I was a little kid, I couldn't pronounce my R's. So I called them Smoffs. Smoffs? Yeah, Smoffs. <laughs> the Smoffs. Yeah. I like it. I think that's as good as anything we're going to find to end this section, Jay. <laughs> Glow in winter clothes and woolen hose, we run through the snow. Number two. Out of all the rain, you know you're the mastermind. Robert Rudolph, Santa coming far behind. All right, that was Run Run Rudolph. And do you know who was singing that, Matt? I'll admit that I did look it up, and I, it looked like there was like 45 people singing it. Well, no, the, the main singer was Lemmy from Motorhead. Oh, God. So that's why yeah. it sounded like if like Triple H was a Christmas wrestler, that's yeah. how he would come to the ring. Exactly. So, you know, the fact that Lemmy actually sang a Christmas song might be an unknown fact to some people listening. So he did this for an album called We Wish You a Metal Christmas and a Headbanging New Year in 2008. And Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters and Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top were on that track as well. And each track on that album was done by various metal artists. So these guys got together, recorded this song, and you realize, geez, how versatile and what range on Lemmy. Like the fact that he can sing Run Run Rudolph, this happy-go-lucky mm -hmm. holiday song, and then go and be a metal icon is yeah. completely insane to me. Well, I think the key is he made it his. He really did. And like what voice could be more synonymous with Christmas than Lemmy? I, I'm totally with you. <laughs> like if you know Lemmy and his work, hearing him sing a, a song like this is just bonkers. Yeah, this is definitely uh, outside his normal comfort zone. <laughs> really is yeah run run rudolph but yeah. I, if i am i incorrect or do they sort of like change some of the lyrics to befit a band of their death and murderous rage attitude <laughs> i believe they do there may be a couple of uh lyrics here and there but like i think that might even pass by some people because there's gonna be a lot of people out there who aren't metalheads and they're not familiar with lemmy the monumental nature of this is going to fall on deaf ears in some cases. Some people will be offended by his gravelly voice. Uh -huh. But if you <laughs> but if you know Motorhead, then you're used to it, you know? Yeah. It's like it's weird because it is gravelly like you say, but it's also like consistently. So it's like having one of those pillows that vibrates. It's not really <laughs> annoying because you just sort of get used to it. Yeah, it just becomes a, like this sandpapery drone after a while. Yeah, drone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lullaby to make you go to sleep. But yeah. anyway, I mean, let me, he is metal and he left us with this underrated gem. So I wanted to give it my appreciation. And I would say, you know, spike your eggnog with some Jack Daniels in his honor this season and listen to this track. Hey, right, 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 right. Who'd win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Ah, God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Yes! Oh, come on! Number three. Caroling, caroling, now we go. Christmas bells are ringing. Caroling, caroling through the snow. Christmas bells are ringing Joyous voices sweet and clear Sing the sad of heart to cheer Ding dong, ding dong Christmas bells are ringing Okay, well, since you didn't like my last one, I'm going to give you one of the classics now. Okay. Caroling, Caroling by Nat King Cole. 
you know, I, I didn't even know if you were definitely adding that in, so I didn't even listen to it. What? Like, you haven't heard it a hundred thousand times? Caroling, caroling through the snow? I'm going to put it on right now. All right. Ding dong. Ding dong. Oh, I know this song. Say it like you love it. I know this song. <laughs> no, you're supposed to say it like, I know this song. I know this song. Yeah, like that. Ah. Is, that how, is that how I sound? <laughs> Although, no, I can see the appeal here. Although it's it's an offbeat choice for you, I think. Well, it's offbeat for the show because it's old-fashioned and way, way on the nose. Like, this is like practically going to freaking church. It is. It's very churchy. But here's the thing. If you really let this performance hit you, it's mm -hmm. actually kind of dark. Okay. He well, li like listen to the way he's singing. He's not really singing, he's chanting and there's that sort of like weird aggressive spookiness to it. Yeah, almost like it could be in a Tim Burton movie or something. Exactly. So like I don't listen to this in picture sleigh rides. I listen to it in picture taking revenge on my enemies. <laughs> I mean, you're the only person that can get that from this extremely jovial song. Uh, it, well, I mean, that fantasy does make me jovial, so I'm still with you. <laughs> like, all I can think about is a fireplace and, like, some hot cocoa and, you know, like, the uh, Christmas tree lit up. And yeah, I mean, it has like, that element, too. You're thinking of, like, Satan worshippers. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm with you. I think it has I think it has a little tinge of Christmas in there, but it's mostly just about getting revenge on your enemies. <laughs> so this is what's going to play as the soundtrack when you cross off the Arya Stark list that you mentioned on the last podcast. Yes, yes. This is when we're in the winter scenes. Yes, winter is coming, so yeah, that makes exactly, sense. Exactly. <laughs> That's all you needed to say. Now oh, I get man. it. Barlin Brando clapping gif coming your way. <laughs> well, now I understand it. Now it makes sense. It's all you needed to say. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks. <laughs> you sick fuck. <laughs> There's nothing sick about anything I said. Poor Nat King Cole. He's Nat just King... trying to make a happy song. Listen to me and think for a second. When you are pissed off, the songs you listen to when you're pissed, you listen to them a lot more than the songs you listen to when you're happy. So I'm playing fucking caroling, caroling all fucking year. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. Christmas bells are ringing. Number four. Until next year. All the Christmas bells are ringing, and the carolers are singing. Mom, Daddy, he don't hear him. He's yelling at the Christmas tree. Santa's balls are jingling. Mommy's hips are wiggling. But Daddy, he don't hear him. He's yelling. He's yelling at the Christmas tree. That was Billy Idol with Yelling at the Christmas Tree from 2005, Matt. So I know we're like four volumes deep into the Christmas song podcast. Yeah. I can't believe that you didn't mention a song that is so you until well, now. You know, it's funny. Every time we do one of these shows, which like you said, it's maybe three or four times so far. I always have like a list of 50 tracks that I need to dwindle down. True. And this one is on it every single time. It kind of like loses out to some of the other obvious ones that I needed to fit in already, you know? Right. I hear you. So in this case, you were lucky enough to hear my ridiculous uh, Billy Idol honker story from when I was a kid. I told you this bizarre story uh, <laughs> about my affinity for Billy Idol when I was a kid. And um, I'm not going to, I'm definitely not telling that on the podcast because there's only two or three people in the world who know the story and I wouldn't I wouldn't like it would be a waste of airtime to go into it but the gist of it is that I was a huge Billy Idol fan as a kid I wanted to be him mm -hmm. 
when this song came out, it was on an album called Devil's Playground, which was a comeback album for Billy Idol because it came out 12 years after his last studio album. So you would think like with all this happening, where he's like, oh, I'm going to come out with an album 12 years later, the chances of seeing a Christmas song on it would be like zero. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's not. I mean, he's looking to make his mark again. And yeah, there's a Christmas like, song. Yeah, like if you had to like put money on it, if somebody says, well, how much would you bet that Billy Idol's comeback album included a Christmas song? <laughs> you would probably not bet, right? So, But like this is the best part about this song is that <laughs> I got the CD. I'm going through it and I hear the Christmas song, like a freaking Christmas song. But not only that, it was situated in that very special place that I always refer to, the coveted spot, the main event, the show stopper. Track number seven, Matt. <laughs> when you have a track seven, you're saying this is the fucking track of All the right. album. So this is the one that we're going to like get on the Billboard Top 100 with. Yeah, what a swerve. <laughs> so I was reading reviews of the album, and one reviewer on a website says, the track is ridiculously untimely. <laughs> and then he goes on to say that... <laughs> The song is far better suited as a hidden bonus feature. <laughs> but no, Billy Idol puts it as number seven on the on the comeback album. Well, I mean, that's his thing, you know. Yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck establishment, man. So I think part of the charm in this song is the fact that he had so much confidence in it. <laughs> but for me, it's one of these songs that I think back. I'm like, if I could go back in time in like the phone booth, like from Bill and Ted, and yeah. tell my young self. Jay, this is future Jay. In 20 years, Billy Idol's going to have a Christmas album, and <laughs> only you will care about it for 10 years, and then you're going to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to raise an army of like-minded Billy yeah. Idol Christmas fans. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be a part of that army, but I'm going to enjoy watching it march. <laughs> well... The quick synopsis of the song, it sounds very Christmassy, uh, rock song, very much Billy Idol style. Yeah. But it's everything you like about Billy Idol and Christmas rolled into one. Like, it's very <laughs> upbeat, happy, holiday rock song. But underneath, it's kind of dark and sad and comical because it's about his dad who was a drunk and always going out and getting wasted. And then, like, on Christmas, Santa comes and Santa gets busy with his mom. <laughs> oh, God, there is some stuff about that. Yeah, and he's like, he just keeps talking about how his dad's like totally pissed drunk and apparently too wrapped up in being an angry drunk yelling at the Christmas tree. You and I kind of mentioned this on a couple of our shows about how there's always like a family member, like we were talking about Frank from Home Alone. Yep. Oh, uh, there's always there's like, an, yeah, like an asshole family member during the holidays. So it's like if you're like that and you like complaining about those family members, this one's for you, and I want <laughs> more, more, more. <laughs> the heavenly intonations of the del rubio trip let's start <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh uh, man what are we gonna do with you ah the del rubio triplets <laughs> their take on winter wonderland from the peewee's playhouse christmas special back in 1988 you were so hard to pin down this show because your list is just in outer space <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, man, I'm never going to come back down to earth if like that's a negative. Come, come on, that's, this is a freaking awesome track. Um, it's not the best version of Winter Wonderland. That was the Annie Lennox version, but it's the second best. I mean, no. <laughs> 
So for those who don't know who the Del Rubio triplets are, you've probably actually seen them. They were on a bunch of sitcoms like Full House and Golden Girls. You know who you they know, are, right? They, well, that's the thing. Like, I must have ignored them for a lot of my life because until I started reliving the Pee Wee Christmas special, I wouldn't even have remembered them. You ignored them. 75-year-old yeah. triplets wearing almost no clothes with identical <laughs> guitars singing Christmas songs while having a snowball fight. <laughs> I had no clue why it was even happening. I, I mean, I watched the Pee Wee Christmas special when it was on. Yeah. I, at that part, like, my brain just tuned out. I was like, this is not for me. This is not meant for me, whatever's wow. happening here. Uh, I guess that's the difference between you and me, because when I saw it, I finally felt like I had a place in the world. say though i think it's more about the like the way they sing it because they do it in such a weird goofy fashion it's not just like a straight up rendition well that's what makes it so great look they're they're competing against some of the greatest vocalists of all time who have done that song by that point they're the del rubio triplets they're talented <laughs> but they're not gonna fucking beat any lennox and shit like that but this is a rhetorical question though do you ever choose any songs not from the Pee Wee Christmas special? <laughs> I also like a very special Christmas. It's either that or the Pee Wee's Christmas special. Yeah. Come on. It's not a bad song. Well, I mean, this one, I, I would la, say. I can't get on board with this. It's just so difficult for me. You're going to put it on your iPod tonight. I know you said you'd march with me for Billy Idol, but I cannot say that I'd march with the Del Rubio sisters regime. Yeah, well, I wasn't really going to march for Billy Idol anyway, so. <laughs> Wikipedia said that they did a McDonald's commercial. I don't remember that. Holy shit. The Del Rubio triplets did a McDonald's commercial? What are you yeah. fucking kidding? Instead oh, of a yeah, like I'm not going to look that up right now. Instead of a snowball fight, it was a chicken McNugget fight. So it was like three the three old ladies. You motherfucker! I know you're fucking lying to me. Chicken McNuggets at each other. <laughs> that, that, that's too good to be true. I'm closing this tab. You're fucking with me. No, it's for real. It's for but they real? were not like actual real chicken McNuggets. They were the talking ones that you want to keep as pets. Oh my god! Now I'm opening the freaking tab again. <laughs> There's no matches. You're such a liar. Well, hey, look fuck up with me on things related to McDonald's or the Del Rubio triplets and oh. and never fuck with me with both of them together. Del Rubio triplets McDonald's commercial is a thing. I'm telling you. Why are you still playing this? This is not true. Wait, is it true? No, it's not true. <laughs> it's just... No, it's true. Let's tweet McDonald's. I'm telling you, it's true. All right, I'm going to tweet McDonald's right now. All right. Del Rubio. McDonald's yeah. were the Del Rubio triplets Rolling McNuggets ever in a commercial where they all threw chicken <laughs> McNuggets <laughs> at each other. And, you have to know anthropomorphic. Okay, and let I, me just go back. It, anthropomorphic. <laughs> Tweeted. Long letter, and I hope it's not in vain. 
I really would feel much better if the fat fuck flew a plane. This one comes from a friend of ours, Matt. A friend of ours, eh? Vincent LaGuardia Gambini. <laughs> I can't believe this. Yeah. Joe Pesci, he had an album in 1998. And on that album, it's a track called If It Doesn't Snow on Christmas, which was a remake of an old Gene Autry Christmas song. Right. Now, it appears on this album, which is Vincent LaGuardia Gambini sings Just For You. And that character, obviously, you know, was uh, Joe Pesci, My Cousin Vinny. Uh-huh. One of the best. We both love that movie. Oh, yeah. It's an ultimate fucking favorite. And I can't believe he sung as that character. <laughs> yeah, it's just so unexpected. And actually, my mom came home one night during Christmas shopping. It was 1998 when the album came out. She bought this for me. I didn't even know it was a thing. I had no idea. And it's not often where people bring something to my attention. Because like, I'm usually like ahead of this stuff. You know, like trying to like, intentionally look up what Joe Pesci's doing. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. You're always been. Uh, traditionally, you are up to speed on all things Joe Pesci. <laughs> so she gave me the CD. I'm like, holy crap, this is awesome. And like, I had an inkling that it probably would be a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> but like i was like i love train wrecks so. you love train wrecks and you love my like i love my cousin of Vinny, but you love my cousin I love, Vinny. yeah I, I think it's such a great movie but so i was excited to have it just because of the connection with my cousin Vinny. but the album itself it was kind of offbeat and weird because it was like comedy and jazz and lounge songs and stuff like that well i was reading that apparently he was a lounge singer yeah, before he was an actor, he was a lounge singer. God, you know? like a picture of that. Joe Pesci, lounge singer. Yeah, he, he was a Jersey guy, too. He grew up uh, singing in clubs. So, uh. But anyway, this wound up being, for me, like an instant holiday classic. This song I listen to every year. And what it is, is, it's like I said, it's a remake of that song from Gene Autry, but he makes it into like a Guido version where it's like foul mouth and he's dropping F-bombs. <laughs> yeah, it's just nonstop uh, trouble. Yeah, it really is. So if anyone's going to seek this one out, I would definitely say to listen to the Gene Autry 1949 version, because when you hear that version, <laughs> after you hear this one, it's hysterical what he did to it. Yeah, really uh, vinnied it up. This is one of those albums where even though it was poorly reviewed, I think it's pretty interesting to think that it even exists. So for me, it's kind of like the same conversation piece as the tales from the crypt christmas album <laughs> yeah oh my god that's such a good pairing wine and cheese <laughs> that is one of my more eccentric choices tonight yeah and i can't believe you held this information back for me for so many years like holy shit my cousin Vinny, the album and it's yeah. christmas <laughs> amazing Terrific, kids. Terrific. You're just great. Everybody come over here. You did a great job, and I got candy for everybody. All right, all right. Which one of you little pricks stole all the fucking candy canes? Ah, nice, nice kids. Where'd you get them? From a fucking jail? Fucking reform school brats. Get the fuck out of here, all of you. Number seven. Thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me is finding a Christmas tree. The second thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me, rigging up the lights and finding a Christmas tree. The third thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me, hangovers, rigging up the lights and finding a Christmas tree. Christmas cards, hangovers, rigging up the lights, and finding a Christmas tree. The fifth thing at Christmas that's such a pain to me, five months of bills. So this is a tricky one, but I felt like eventually one of us had to bring it up on our Christmas song shows, The Twelve Pains of Christmas. Oh, uh, okay, very good. Yeah, by uh, Bob Rivers. Don't know much about him, but by Bob Rivers back in 1987. Yes. It's a parody song that, of course, will seem absurdly lame by today's standards if you've <laughs> never heard it before. Yeah. But the thing is, like, when you and I were young, this thing was on all the time. 
Yeah, and it was like comedy gold at the time. It was, but I mean, it's like you heard this song as much as you heard any Christmas song. Yeah. Obviously, it's a, what is this? The, the original song's 12 Gifts of Christmas, something like that? Um, The 12 Days of Christmas. That's right, Days. I knew it was something of Christmas. And <laughs> instead, in this parody, they're like just listing off all these aggravating things. Right. But what's interesting is that a lot of the stuff they're talking about were products of their time. So you have references to Transformers. <laughs> Yeah. Archie Bunker impressions. <laughs> and then you have like a whole bunch of like these cultural stereotypes that you could never do in a song in 2017, which is probably why they never play this anymore. Yeah, it's probably not PC. But I mean, I think if you listen to it now, you definitely could pick up that it's a product of its time. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like even up until 10 years ago, you'd still hear this all the time. And now you never do. It's just dead. Yeah. So it's not a good song, but I just I have so much nostalgia for it. It was one of those songs for me, at least, that when it came on, I almost sort of wanted to tune out only because I was at that age where like comedy songs for Christmas, if it wasn't Bob and Doug, I didn't want to hear it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, though, because you actually grew into somebody who would like just eat oh, up any oh, kind yeah. of song parody. Oh, it's a song parody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, download! <laughs> I know, I make my own song parodies when I'm, like, driving to the car, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're saying that you kind of tuned out as a kid, but I felt like the greatest thing in the world was to try to, like, imitate all those characters. You didn't do that? You liked doing voices and stuff. Oh, dude, I totally love doing impressions to that song, especially now. Yeah. What's your favorite impression? She's a witch, I hate her. That's your favorite? I love that. Well, I mean, I could do it much better than that, but... My favorite is... Hangovers. <laughs> Hangovers. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous one because you know they just kept using the same track each time he said it. Like it yeah. wasn't recorded at all. No, no. That, they only had an hour of studio time and they had to make the most of it. Hangovers. Man. What were some of the other 12 pains of Christmas that they go through? Uh, like Battery's uh, not included. Battery's not included. <laughs> and then like trying to find parking spots at the mall or something. <laughs> stringing up the lights <laughs> it's like all the greatest things of, it's, that's one of the reasons i love it so much because it's actually describing the idealized 1980s christmas hangovers <laughs> <laughs> Tenacious D and some 41 with a song called Things I Want. And we could both probably recall some weird shit that we put on our Christmas lists growing up, I would imagine. Yeah. But in this track, uh, you got Jack Black and Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. And Jack Black's running down this bizarre list of things. He's rattling off nonsense on his Christmas list. So he wants a Motley Crue lunchbox filled with sticky buns <laughs> and to, to party naked on a school bus full of nuns. You know, I so, read the lyrics and I'm like, okay, and now I understand why Jay's so into this because it's like a song you would write or a Christmas <laughs> list you would make. <laughs> Anything that rhymes and sounds ridiculous, definitely. But I mean, I remember you would make a Christmas list. And you would add normal things like, okay, I want this toy and this shirt and whatever the hell else. And then kind of buried in the middle somewhere, there was always something that might have been like a, an extreme treasure hunt to try to find. You, know, you right, send, right. send Santa out on this wild goose chase for something and you would just really hope that somebody would be crazy enough to get it for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> That's what this song reminds me of. And it also reminds me of classic misheard lyrics because this song goes all the way back uh to around 
2001, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been listening to it like every Christmas since then. But it, there's a classic misheard lyric for me. And I always mishear lyrics because my hearing is terrible. So <laughs> in this song, there's a lyric where Jack Black sings, I want Pamela Anderson's Speedo Top. It always sounded to me like he was saying, I want Pamela Anderson's spit on tap. You know, the odd thing is that the lyric does sort of make sense. I could imagine there's a lot of guys out there who would also share in that sentiment. (laughs) Yeah, and it fits in with the theme of this uh, insane song. My backing for thinking that it actually had logic to it because when you think about it, usually a Speedo, especially one that Pam Anderson would wear in, say, Baywatch, it was always a one-piece. She wouldn't wear a top, you know what I mean? It was one piece. Yeah, yeah. So that was my logic. I thought really deeply into Pamela Anderson's notorious red bathing suit. You know, it's uh, (laughs) I'm not surprised, number one. And uh, number two, it's interesting that you bring up misheard lyrics, because I actually misheard all of them. I didn't understand where it was fucking song. (laughs) Well, you got to keep up with it. It's a fast-paced rock metal song. I mean, granted, it's more your style than mine. It's not something that's going to fit in with a catalog filled with New Order and the Cranberries, but (laughs) it's definitely a J song. Number nine. Think of your fellow man, lend him a helping hand, put a little love in your heart. You see, it's getting late, oh, please don't hesitate, put a little love in your heart, and the world will be a better place. All right, that was Put a Little Love in Your Heart, performed by Al Green and Annie Lennox back in 1988. Uh, amazing. Yeah, so, okay, off topic probably, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit, but it was on, it was made for, I should say, the Scrooge soundtrack. The song was recorded by Annie Lennox and Al Green for the Scrooge soundtrack, yes. Yes, that's, I mean, yeah. Scrooge, if it's from Scrooge, then it's a Christmas song. Well, I mean... Sure. You're not, you're not <laughs> buying it? Look, the official video has clips from the film. It's all Christmassy. And it, yeah. Al Green and Annie Lennox singing over, like, fake snow falling all over them. So it, it's it's mildly Christmassy. Yeah. Look, um, this is my, me including it, this is my official motion to make it a Christmas song. Okay, so it's, and if like, anyone... it's gone to the point where it's almost official. No, it's, I mean, I'm making it official. This is me oh. doing it right now. When, when, I, when I pound my fist on this desk, it's I official. hereby declare, <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> From this point forth, <laughs> put a little love in your heart is a Christmas song. Stamped it. I stamped it. So, like, um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess, uh, you know, I'm in the minority on this one. The Dinosaur Dracula Doctrine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I think we all love Scrooge. I could talk on behalf of the legions of kids that grew up during our era, and it's a great film. It is a great film, and I think the song is freaking tremendous and Christmassy. There is some Jingle Bell thing going on in the synth track. I mean, if you maybe if you deconstruct the track in Pro Tools and you <laughs> come really... on, what am I, so what am I like? Oh, for four so far. You see, you didn't like Del Rubio triplets. So you didn't like. Uh, oh, oh, please! This is not even. You didn't like Christmas is Smurflet. I don't understand how anybody no. can't like Christmas is Smurf. Now you're giving me shit about no. this perfectly no. Christmassy track. Annie Lennox and Al Green together coming together to, like for a monumental 
track in a movie that's so classic is you can't even compare that to the Del Rubio triplets. You know, Wolf Abrahams or Finn Wolfhard, whatever his name is, who sings with the Smurfs, that makes the Del Rubio triplets look like amateur hour. The kid from Stranger Things sings with the Smurfs? <laughs> Finn, Finn Abraham or whatever the hell his name is. But anyway, I love this song. I just never felt like it was like a Christmas song because it has this general feel-good quality to it. Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't say that it's general feel-good quality. I would say that it's the ultimate feel-good quality because there isn't a song that has ever been recorded that is as uplifting as this one. Right, but on uplifting and the ultimate feel-good song, you're missing that one part of that sentence that says distinctly Christmas. <laughs> I never claimed that it was distinctly Christmas. <laughs> I claimed that it was arguably Christmas, and that's why oh. I'm including it tonight, because it's an arguably Christmas song. Well, who's to say this can't be a Valentine's Day song or an Earth Day song? Well, I could because the official music video has Annie Lennox covered in fake snow, and there's clips from Scrooge. What? Wait, what about a New Year's Day track? That's a possibility. That is a possibility. I can't rule that out. <laughs> I think my favorite track from Scrooge is Get Up and Dance by Cool Modi. <laughs> <laughs> because he and I wear the same size sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Sometimes they throw you a little curveball. <laughs> No, I love this track. I think it's fantastic. It does make you feel good. That got a ton of airplay back then, too. That was a huge song. Oh, so big, and rightfully so. But could they put some jingle balls in the freaking song? You know, jingle bells, you know, in the background, maybe? They had both jingle balls and jingle bells in this song. They were every <laughs> Al Green brought the balls, and Lennox brought the bells. <laughs> By the way, my next song is uh, Come As You Are by Nirvana. Number 10. All right, Matt. This next track, I'm going to lead it in, okay? Mm-hmm. With me? I'm with you. Okay, so I want you to do me a favor. All right. Can you get up like from your chair? Um, yeah. I'm going to get up too. Okay, I'm, right, up, I'm up. up. Yep. Uh, all right. So, all right, you need you to get up. I'm up. I'm standing. Okay. And when I hit my next pick, when I hit that track, I want you to launch into the Carlton dance. All, all right? right. I'm going to do it. All right. Let's do it right now. Go. Just to those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. All right. So that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I hope you do that for all your pets from now on. <laughs> That was the most exercise you got in months. <coughs> Can you give me five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so that was Sleigh Ride by Andy Williams. And he's predominantly known for the most wonderful time of the year and happy holidays. Like two big songs that get a ton of airplay yeah. that I sing all the time because his voice is so damn distinct. He's like an older uncle who smells like musky cologne and wears suits from the 70s and talks about Cadillacs and horse racing. He is absolutely that. And you cannot look at him without like wanting to buy one of those Old Spice Christmas gift sets from Target. <laughs> so this comes from an album called Merry Christmas, 1965. And the reason why I said let's do the Carlton dance is because this song sounds like Tom Jones. It's not unusual. <gasps> It does. You're yeah, right. It's got that fun beat, you know, just bouncing around. It's so fun. You gotta like kind of like move and groove a little bit when Slayer Ride comes on. 
and oh, his voice is so incredible, though. I always loved how over the top and game showy his voice sounded. It was like he was singing these songs amped up to 11, but he was also hosting the prices right at the same time. He totally sounds like <laughs> fucking Rod Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the Price is Right. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> it's a showcase. A new car. On the Price is Right today. So you and I are both big listeners of stations like Light FM around New York. And I have, I have Jersey stations here. Yeah, you love Delilah. Mm-hmm. And the Jersey stations here, we got some Christmas holiday music going on for like Two months, you know? Yep. All these stations for the past, like, maybe three years, four years, they've been playing the shit out of this track. All right? Now, I don't. It's almost like it's 1965, because I don't think it's got this kind of airplay since then. Yeah, it's almost had a resurgence. Uh, you're right. Yeah, it's like every third song is this on every station. But I'm not complaining. I'm glad, because otherwise I probably wouldn't be as obsessed with it now. Yeah, it's a real classic. I mean, Andy Williams' version, it's not Debbie Gibson's, but I can dig it. <laughs> Slay Run! <laughs> Slay Run! <laughs> but yeah, this is like old school, schlocky, and just so fucking festive. It is, and you're right about the schlock, because it has that like 70s sitcom quality. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like you just picture polyester clothes and big fake plants and Three's <laughs> Company. That's why I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Andy Williams, for being the ambassador of Christmas. There's a happy feeling nothing in the world can buy When they pass around the coffee and the pumpkin pie Number 11 so I need you to kind of prove a point to me on this one. Okay. I'm going to give you the first line, and then without thinking, I want you to give me the second line. Okay. Tis the season in our souls. Wow. Wow. I did not expect to be alone in this one. <laughs> I don't know. I really? Like... You don't have the classic Post Pebble cereal Christmas commercial memorized? I don't have it memorized. No, even after I watched the commercial just before. <laughs> you grew up watching Dallas and fucking every episode of Knight Rider, and you watched every newscast. You saw the first infomercial ever on television ten times, and you didn't see the Post Pebble cereal Christmas commercial, which oh, was played during every commercial break in December for like 20 fucking years? Of course I've seen it a million times, I just don't remember the words. <laughs> wow! Shocking fucking shit right here. <laughs> Stop the press. The whole, I mean, the whole crux of my argument on this pick was going to be, yes, I get that it's not really a song, but every person even remotely close to my age grew up singing that song a hundred more times than any actual Christmas song. Oh, I'm not saying I don't know the commercial. I knew it right away. It's just I don't remember all the lyrics. Wow. This, to me, as a kid, I, mean, I guess you felt differently. This was the ultimate Christmas commercial. Well, that, and you had the McDonald's commercials with, what is his name? What's Ronald. the clown? It's Ronald. Ronald, he's like ice skating. Yeah, the ice skating one has become more famous, especially in recent years, because we've all kind of like caught on to the fact that it's an incredibly bizarre commercial. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, I think it's sort of revisionist history, because when we were kids, I remember this song like basically saying, all right, guys, it's Christmas time. It's time to celebrate. I'm a huge Flintstones fan, and I love the Christmas specials that they did. But just for some reason, I don't remember the lyrics to this song. They come in and out of my head just all the time. 
Like I could do the whole thing. I'm not gonna. I can't do a good Fred. Can't do a good Barney. Could do a pretty Barney. good say. Barney. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I could, that's the only word I can say. It's funny. It's like I can't do a good one. Then you just come out with it. Sounds like perfect. Like <laughs> they just hired you to be the new voice, <laughs> fucking Fred. Finally, finally, yeah. a little success in my life. <laughs> I could do a good Barney. Listen, I'm with you. I love all the old Christmas commercials, and I love Fruity Pebbles are one of my favorite cereals of all time. And is there Christmas Fruity Pebbles this year? I don't think they did anything this year, but they have many times in the past. The, the uh, Fred really gets down for Christmas. But I yeah, I kind of need them this year. That would really put the season over the top for me. Oh, man, nothing like red and green Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. So what was the next line to the track that I didn't remember? Uh, I, I believe it was yummy fruity pebbles in our bowls or something like that. That's it. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then Santa comes down the chimney. Actually, Barney comes down the chimney, dressed as Santa, and then he finds out that Santa's already there, and Fred's going to kick the shit out of him, but Santa's like, no, it's Christmas. <laughs> and Santa sounds like he was voiced by Lemmy. Vardy! Yummy fruity pebbles in our bowls. Oh, oh, here comes you know who. Yum a yum a food, delicious too. Number 12. We take what we want. We do anything that we wish. That was the Riverbottom Nightmare Band from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Boom. <laughs> and I'm not sure if this was one that you watched as a kid, uh, this uh, Jim Henson special from HBO. Well, I got to confess, like Muppets by and large was one of my blind spots. But holy shit, if you were going to pick the perfect clip to turn me on to them, you found it. <laughs> So, like, a really quick synopsis of this is that it's a couple of otters. It's a mother and a son, and they get cheated out of money. So the mother is, like, a clothes washer, and the son is, is like, an odd job guy. And they right, wait, getting... before, you, before you continue, let's make sure that I got it here. It's a couple of otters. They were cheated <laughs> out of money. One of them washes clothes, and the other one does something else. Yeah, the other one does odd jobs. Odd jobs. Gotcha. <laughs> They're just about scraping by. And Christmas is coming up, and then they hear about a talent competition. So they both get the idea, unbeknownst to each other, to see if they could enter the competition to try to win money to buy nice gifts for each other for Christmas. Oh, that's sweet. That's a sweet story. It's sweet and bizarre, because otters are not normally known to enter talent competitions. No, no. So... So then they each hawk items that belong to the other one in order to participate in the contest. It's kind of a silly thing, but everyone thought the competition was over because everyone was up. And then at the end, the host of the competition was like, nope, we got one more. They're from out of town. It's the nightmare band. Yeah. Right. So you got a lizard, a snake, a catfish, a weasel and a stoat, which is a stoat is kind of like a. You know, what are those long, furry, the the long, furry animals that kind of, they, they like fart and they smell? Huh. Um, uh, oh, a ferret. A like, ferret. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's how I describe ferrets, but okay. <laughs> they blow musk out of their Oh, yes, yes. They, they, yeah. they have scent glands like skunks. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. So anyway, so that's who makes up the band. And like, when else can you see a snake sing and play guitar? And a catfish is in the band too, splashing around in a tank of water. And like the splashing is his contribution to the sound of the song. Genius. Fucking genius. <laughs> it's one of those moments when I wish that I had some sort of hallucinogen while I was watching. <laughs> I felt like I was on them when I was watching this. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the rumor about it. But it but, okay, so that's not even it, though. They're playing this, like, heavy metal song. It's like the Dickies and Alice Cooper. Yeah, it was, like, totally, like, hard for a Jim Henson story. It's all, like, all of a sudden, Black Sabbath is out there, you know? Has this amazing snake been in anything else? I think Howard Snake was in, he did appear in something else. I would have to look that up, though. Yes. Fucking, he is. His name is Howard. That makes him so much better. As soon as I saw that snake, I'm like, oh, stop the presses. I I love the snake. It's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. because it's not like exactly in that Muppet style. It's more like half Muppet, half like really sinister reptilian snake. Yes, and it's so weird, too, because, like, the way he has his appendage wrapped around the guitar, like, it, it looks all gimpy, like, and he's not even actually playing the guitar, but it's it's just so amazing. Oh, he's, he's just, he is the bomb. And, like, I totally want them to go on tour and open up for the Electric Mayhem Band, who is, like, Animal and Janice and the characters from the Muppets. Yeah, but you that, know how I, these, like, big bands are. They don't like opening acts. They're going to overshadow them. It would be so perfect to have both Muppet bands go on tour. <laughs> Could you imagine if they like offered tickets for that? What you would do? Oh my God! I, I there was, I believe, a performance of Electric Mayhem, but not this band. Yeah, that's another band who has that kind. Of, like the chorus is like the River Bottom Nightmare Band. <laughs> it's like it's, and how you fly it. No, that's a great pick, and it actually is not a bad song. Like you don't need the video. Like I'll put that on a playlist. Sure. Yeah, and by rights, it doesn't sound like Christmas at all. But to me, it's become intertwined with Christmas because it's in this Christmas special. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I ran a TV commercial and uh, put a little love in your heart. So (laughs) you're okay. I'm safe. Yeah. It's time for our thing, Matt. Ah, uh, yes, it is time for the thing. You pick one of mine first. Okay, we've had an interesting lineup tonight. Your picks are as follows. <laughs> ah, all right. We had Annie Lennox and Al Green with "Put a Little Love in Your Heart." Hell yeah, we did. The Del Rubio sisters, triplets. Yeah, uh, doing um, which one was it? Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland from the Pee Wee's Christmas Special. Yeah. The Twelve Pains of Christmas by Bob Rivers. Hangovers. <laughs> Hangovers. <laughs> and, uh, and then you got the the Smoffs by the Smoffs. Uh, whatever his name is, Abraham Johnson. By Father Abraham. Father Christmas Abraham. in Smurfland. And the Flintstones Fruity Pebbles commercial for Christmas. Yes. And Carolyn Caroling. Oh, and Carolyn Caroling. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this is a tough one. It's sort of like a process of elimination one. Obviously, the, my first elimination will be the Del Rubio triplets. <laughs> oh, Mike, I can't. You're so hard on those girls. <laughs> girls? <laughs> I mean, they're a lot more mature than that. Yeah. Okay, so I love Scrooged, but I'm not going with that track, unfortunately. All right, well, sorry. And I love the 12 Pains of Christmas, but that's out. Out. So it's down to Father Abraham yes. and uh, Nat King Cole. Not, yes. a, not a typical lineup. And the Flintstones. Oh, and the Flintstones. Yeah, you forgot the oh. uh, black sheep of the, of the oh, uh, lineup here. The dark horse. Yeah, the dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> to me right now, it's between Caroling, Caroling, and the Flintstones. And I am going to go with... The Flintstones. I know you're just doing it for me, but I appreciate it. What I would do for a bowl of Fruity Pebbles right now, red and green Fruity Pebbles. Now imagine if they tasted as good as they did back when this commercial was big, like in like, let's say 92. I have to tell you, out of all the cereals that I've eaten in my life Mm -hmm. uh, that have changed their recipes and their formulas over the years, Fruity Pebbles to me still taste pretty, pretty close. (laughs) 
it's still good. I just I don't know that I would say that it's as good. But then um, my taste buds are very dull. I, but I will say that it, it it's better and more accurate to the original than the monster cereals have become. That's unfortunately true. Yeah, it's uh, sad but true. Yeah. Okay, so the uh, Fred true. Flintstone and and company. Oh, oh, yeah. Good. They, that's the big winner tonight. That's the big winner tonight. Great. Yeah. Perfect. When you set out to add that in, you weren't like, oh, this is going to win. Once in a while, the dark horse has to pull it off. Because that choice, it had a lot of time to rest. It was sitting on the bench. Yep. You know, it was just like chilling. Marinating. And it didn't expect it didn't expect to get called up to the, the main <laughs> roster. Yeah, this Got is a real, real yeah. fucking success. Rags to riches story here. <laughs> all right so out of yours we have joe pesci doing his character from my cousin Vinny and saying fuck a lot yes we have billy idol's christmas song yeah we have the nightmare band yeah we have uh andy williams singing sleigh ride we have lemmy and dave grohl and everyone else doing run ron rudolph right we have what is it some 41 is that the song name or the band name Oh, some forty-one and Tenacious D singing "Things I Want." Yeah, that's that's not gonna be the one I picked tonight. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got. We have. Uh, I'm not gonna pick "Run Run Rudolph." Okay. Um, so it's down "Run to, Run Rudolph." Yeah. So we have "Sleigh Ride," "Muppets," "Billy Idol," and "Joe Pesci." I'm gonna say goodbye to Joe. Okay. Hmm. Billy, Howard, Andy. Who's it gonna be? Billy Howard. Andy. <laughs> Howard Snake. Howard Snake. I think I'm going to go with the classic on this one. Yeah? I'm going to take the Andy Williams song. Oh! You know what? It's weird because as big as that song is, I don't feel like people think of it as on the supreme upper echelon. Yeah, and not, yet it so deserves to be right there. It's such a mid Carter, but now it is like main eventing. Yeah, and also like this version, magnifique. It's so and good. I get so pissed when they run Sleigh Ride on the radio and they do the instrumental. Like, yeah, Fuck you with a where's Andy? Yeah, where's Andy Williams? Where's Andy Williams? Jingling, jingling, jingling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is like this is holiday crack for me yeah, right there. Totally with you. A plus song. So our finalists tonight are Andy Williams and Fred Flintstone. <laughs> now, if we could combine the two and make a melange of holiday goodness, that oh would my be... god, that yeah. would be something. <laughs> So this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast, our Christmas show. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. And I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Just hear those sleigh bells tingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely when the four sleigh ride together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Let's look at the show. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, it's grand. Just holding your hand. We're gliding along with the song of a wintry fairyland. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy cozy, are we? We're snuggled up together like birds of a feather would be. Let's take the road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.